have you got that longevity? I feel like when you're a creator on the internet, there's that pressure, right, to remain relevant, to kind of remain in the public's mind so people think about you and associate you with whatever it is that you do. And yeah, I feel I feel like I can look back now, six months into FM22 and say, it went as well as it could have done. And welcome to the Scouting Centre. We're back. We have come back with a bang. And I am, of course, your host, Mr. This TV. If you are as excited as I am that we're back, can you do me a favour? On the YouTube, can you click the like button and then that little red one next to it, the subscribe button? That would mean the absolute world to me and show me that you guys are as excited as I am to be back. And if you're a Spotify listener, can you do me a favour? Can you please leave a five-star review? Once again, that means the absolute world to me. But we're back. And we are back with a, a man I described as the table that all football manager content creators are eating from the last time he was here. Since we last spoke, he's gained over 30,000 YouTube subscribers. And today, which is the 22nd of April, the day of filming, he hit 160,000 subscribers on his oh, YouTube. I'm impressed you know that. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I stalk you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he has also, he was also the first football manager content creator, the first to smash through 150,000 subscribers. He'll be the first person that can never say that. He's going from strength to strength. His YouTube is through the roof at this stage and he provides us with plenty of meme-worthy entertainment on the network game on Thursdays on Twitch, which he's doing with Lelujo, with Dr. Benji and with Zealand. What I'll say is, this guy's only 29 years old and he's been doing this for nine years, so he's not even at his peak. So it's mad to see what his peak's going to be a few years from now. I'm so happy to have him back on the podcast. Welcome back. Jack, aka Work the Space. Jack, how are you? I'm great, thank you, mate. As we were just saying before we went live, I, I'm only here for the intro. It's the nicest things anyone ever says about me when you talk about me like that. But no, <laughs> um, I, I, that really sets the bar low, doesn't it? When I've been described as a table, what, do every, what does everyone else say about me, really? But no, pleasure to be back, Diz. Thank you for having me on. No, see, see, it's because I originally described. Obviously, I had Ben as the head of the table when I when I interviewed him, and he was before you. So I was there saying, like, basically, like, you're the you're the one who set it all up for everyone else. Oh, yeah, you know what? I, 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 rather than let you dig up deep hole, I'll just come back and <laughs> is, that, is that not better? Is that not better? <laughs> <laughs> I got the analogy before. I just feel like, you know, I could have been the, I was going to say, I could have been the throne that Ben sat upon, but no, 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 that's not. Right, it's really, we're not here to discuss the metaphorical table of the football manager community. What, what, you wanted to discuss the throne? <laughs> well, I don't know. Is Ben the king? Is is Zealand the king? I don't, people let us know. We need engagement yeah. on YouTube. So down the comments, let us know who is on the throne of the Football Manager community table. Yeah, that, that is a great way. That is a great way um, to, to get that engagement, like you just says. But yeah, how have you been, though, over the last few months? It's, it's great to see. Obviously, we're six months into the Football Manager cycle. We last spoke in July. How have things been for you content-wise? Um, really good. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit, but it's been a crazy year for me. Um, I don't know. I feel like because it was my second year as a full-time creator, I kind of knew what to expect this year. I feel like last time around, there was kind of this anxiety, I suppose, around FM21, whereas this year kind of came in. I'd already done it before, and it was just kind of more of the same. Let's see how it kind of treats me. 
And I feel like the weird thing is, right, when uh, when you're kind of, you know, going into a new football manager cycle, you don't really know how well you've done, I feel like, as a creator until a few months later, you know. How many new viewers are actually sticking around? Have you got that longevity? I feel like when you're a creator on the internet, there's that pressure, right, to remain relevant, to kind of remain in the public's mind so people think about you and associate you with whatever it is that you do. And, yeah, I feel I feel like I can look back now, six months into FM22, and say... It went as well as it could have done. I'm like, really, really happy with how it's gone. And I don't have to worry about it again until next year now. So big thumbs up. So what are the main differences between your FM21 cycle and your FM22 cycle? Um, I think in a weird way, I went with the flow a little bit more. I think last year I was a lot more... I was more regimented, you know? It was kind of... I was still treating YouTube like a really, really formal job. And in a slightly weird way, that almost sucked a little bit the fun out of it. Whereas this year, I've kind of approached it and just tried to enjoy it more. I've had less stress because there's not that same self-doubt that I think there was last year, having, you know, just quit my job and thrown myself head on into a new football manager. And I think it's just kind of made the content better, right? I feel like when you watch anyone stream the YouTube, it's kind of evident when they're really enjoying themselves versus maybe when they're forcing themselves to stream or just like doing the, a video for the sake of doing that video, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. I think I was watching, uh, I think for you, the first two months of the cycle, I didn't miss a video of yours. Um, and, then, and then I got busy. Um, so that's the only reason I probably missed a couple. But I could see that you, you seem to be really enjoying yourself. And I think those results were shown in your viewership. You, was, you got your first 100k video, I believe. Um, as well during this football manager cycle is that fair to say that your enjoyment probably caused more views um i think i'd like to think that my enjoyment caused better content to be made which would you like resorted in more views and um, obviously my beta let's play was with newcastle and that was right after the newcastle takeover had happened and i think because of that there was probably more interest than ever in newcastle united which i think created somewhat of a perfect storm that really helped me get off on the best possible foot. But um, no, I, I feel like in general, con you make your best content when you're enjoying it. And I'm enjoying it more than ever right now, especially when it comes to the YouTube stuff. Like it's been just a bit of a whirlwind. And I, I guess with me, you know, being kind of currently full swing with Park to Prem, which has almost become my thing, I suppose, over the last two years, it's uh, it's nice to know people are kind of still enjoying that in its third iteration now. Well, let's talk Park to Prem because you did a video yesterday and you mentioned, um, and, and well, before you mentioned it, to be fair, I'd already done my research and I saw that it's still averaging around twenty five to 30,000 views six months after release of Football Manager. Now, you said in that video that's something that's never, ever happened before. It's so mad. <laughs> that must be really exciting. It, it is. It's it's weird, right? Like, I feel like Football Manager is a game which, if you play Football Manager, you probably, probably relate to this to some extent. It's not exactly a game you play all year round, ordinarily. Like, you'll pick it up and play it hardcore for a few weeks, you really get into a save game, and then sometimes you just stop playing a save game, and then you can't get into a new one, and you go a few weeks, maybe a month without touching it. And Football Manager viewership kind of follows that similar trend, I suppose, when it comes to YouTube a lot of the time, where... People really, you know, get into stuff when the new game's out. They want to see it all. It's all fresh. It's all new. It's all exciting. And ordinarily, this time of year, I kind of look at it and go, oh, you know, I've had a really busy launch. 
I've got all the views. I'm talking business hat here. I've got all the views that I need, needed to get at the most busy time of the year. It's kind of that, you know, in-season period where all, there's more people than ever searching for football manager content. Normally, this is the period of the year where you can take your foot off the gas, just chill out a little bit more, and I suppose apply a little bit less pressure on yourself. But actually, as you mentioned, that drop-off really hasn't come yet. And it, I, I'm very conscious of the fact it will come at some point, right? But I think that, to me, I can take as a really good indication that the content I'm putting out is fun. People are enjoying it. The fact there's new people discovering the channel even in the last few weeks and then sticking around for it despite the fact Football Manager is no longer a new game is just absolutely amazing. And it's not something I've really experienced to this degree before. You, you know, every year, as a creator, you hope that there's going to be more people watching you in kind of April than there was the previous April. But this year really is kind of just unprecedented when it comes to Parks of Prem's viewership. And that that is just, it's amazing to see. Like, I, I'm I'm humbled by it. Well, it couldn't happen to a nicer person, to be fair, because you've clearly done all the work. And I think that's shown in 31,000 subscribers extra from when I last interviewed you in July. Is is that the most you've ever got in a year? Oh, it's a great question. Um, it's certainly close to that. Um, I, I, I'm going to be honest, it's, I don't know that number off the top of my head. I try not to consume myself with the n number of subscribers too much, which might seem a little bit b b odd because I still get excited. Like you mentioned, I hit 160,000 subscribers today. That's really cool, especially 150,000. That was like a really big moment for me, which might sound a little bit weird, but I got to 100,000 about two years before that. And then in two years, we've got 50,000. And then as you said, we've now had another 10,000 in like the last four months. And then obviously 25 before. I try not to overthink the numbers too much, to be honest, but it is just amazing to see. And it makes me think that Football Manager on YouTube hasn't hit its apex yet. I feel like there's always this consciousness that you have as a creator where you think, why if Football Manager content's kind of just had its time in the sun? You know, maybe people just get bored of it. Maybe something different comes along. Maybe Football Manager just doesn't remain as popular. And I mean, clearly that's not the case. Clearly I'm doing something right. And... I do feel like the content has got better and I'd like to think that the work that I put in to put out better content is now kind of being repaid with that just increase in viewership and kind of a, a broader appeal, I suppose. Well, it goes back to what I said in the introduction, which is you're still only, uh, you're 29, aren't you? Um, uh, 29 in July, but we'll, you know, we'll date this video well so in a few months. You know, <laughs> so, so you're only 28 going on 29. You've been doing this for nearly nine years, going on 10 years soon. 10 years next January. I'm, I feel like I should do something special for that. I have no idea what a 10-year video is. But that does feel... That's feel, I was just gonna, I can't even... 10 years is mental, isn't it? That's like a third of my life I've spent talking over Football Manager. Like That is... That's a long time to do anything, even like a regular career. And I think about how much it's changed in that time, and it does kind of help you get a little bit of perspective, I suppose, on what I've achieved in that time. It's, it's, it's mad. And this is the thing, right? Because 10 years from now, you'll be Lelujo's age. Just imagine... I mean, 20, 20. <laughs> Sorry, 30. 30 years from now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the number just goes up every time you discuss his age. <laughs> but, but in 10 years from now, you'll be Lelujo's age. Now, imagine like the impact you've had the last 10 years. Just... It's, it, I think it's really exciting to see that you are nowhere near your peak and you've got so much time left. 
And as long as you want to do this, I feel like you'll be able to do this. Do you ever feel like that? Or do you do you do you have that thought in the back of your mind of this could end? Um I think it does sit in the back of your mind just because anyone who's ever been on YouTube or been on the internet, you've probably had a creator a decade ago you watched. And there is a very slim chance that a decade later you still watch all the stuff they put out. Maybe they're not as active as they used to be. Maybe they've just had to pack it up and, you know, call it a day and go get a kind of a, a normal job, which means they can't do that kind of daily content. I feel like the internet's kind of quite fickle in terms of people move on to the next flavor of the month thing. And one of the biggest challenges, I think, as a creator is kind of remaining relevant. I kind of mentioned it earlier. You know, you need to remain in the public's eye in terms of people need to be thinking about you. Because as soon as people stop watching your stuff, people stop get like you know engaging with your content, it becomes hard to build up a new audience on something like YouTube just because of how the algorithm works. You know, if your content's less popular with your core audience, it's not going to get pushed to new people. And so I have to be conscious, I think, as a creator and realize that we're in a massive unknown area here. Like 10 years ago, the idea that someone could make videos from their living room about a video game or indeed about anything really. And that could be their career would have just seemed preposterous. That would have seemed mental. And so there is part of me that thinks, you know, is YouTube going to be around in 10 years? Is the platform that I have going to be as big as it is in 10 years? Like, how do I remain relevant in 10 years? You know, you mentioned kind of Lelujo thing, and I know I've had conversations with Kev about this. As you get older, you become conscious of the fact are young people going to want to watch a 30-something-year-old man talk about video games? Like, you know, is there, you know, do people just get bored? And so I think it's something that would be naive not to have in the back of my mind. That's not to say I have a backup plan right now. I suppose, you know, what I'd say is, and I think this applies to most creators, if you are in a position to do content full-time, you have skills, be that an intuition to know what people want to watch, skill with video editing and understanding of video production, marketing, um, maybe a combination of a load of different things. You you have to be good at it to be able to do it as a career. Like people who are in a position like I'm in, like you don't fluke into it and maintain it longer term unless you're decent. And so if one day YouTube did just get Thanos snapped out of existence, I'd like to think that there's kind of other careers out there that I could just naturally fall into. But I don't have any plans right now to pack it in and call it a day. I'm having too much fun with it all. And just, I feel like I'm not even at my peak yet. I feel like I've got so much more to give. Um, I, it doesn't really scare me. The future doesn't really scare me. It just excites me. Like, I, I feel like that is, I, I relish a challenge. I love facing adversity. And so that pressure to adapt, like I kind of look at it as someone who's, as I said, I've been doing football manager videos for 10 years. Mm. Uh, there are not, I'll try to think if there's any content creator who was around 10 years ago when I started who is still around now doing content regularly. And I, I don't think there is, not to the same extent I'm doing it, certainly. And I'd like to think that's kind of a testament to my ability to kind of adapt, survive and overcome as a creator on the internet. I think that's um I think that adapt survive and overcome. I think that is key and obviously you've constantly keep kept it fresh. You continue to do so um going forward and I have no doubt that you will do going forward. Um let's take it right back then. So in relation to your videos and your series, 
What does your planning process look like in relation to that? Do you have a certain time frame where you start planning for those videos or is this something that you do um, pretty quickly? Um, it varies, right? There's sometimes where you have to be hyper flexible. Um, as a creator, my general strategy is that I know that the busiest time of the year for people searching Football Manager and hunting out Football Manager content is the launch period. So that is the point at which I will launch my most diverse content. I will launch evergreen content, the kind of videos that don't really date for the year. So that might be guide videos. It might be experiment videos, you know, testing out a certain thing in Football Manager. Um, and the planning for that really starts kind of the month before the next Football Manager. Of course, Football Manager is really weird, as we'll all know, as I assume people here who play the beta most times. Um, we never really know when the games are actually going to come out. We obviously, we get the beta two weeks before. I'm saying this with quotation fingers because yeah. sometimes it's two weeks. Often it's closer to three weeks before. So it makes planning difficult. I mean, one thing I do, and I've discussed this on my channel quite a lot, is the month before the new Football Manager, I, I chill out. Because I know that for the next couple of months, I'm going to be working 60 to 80 hours a week on content, streaming, just everything. So there's kind of this period where kind of it's usually October time, maybe late September. I wrap up whatever Let's Play I'm doing. And for that four or five week period, I will start planning what I want to do for the next year. I'll look back on the previous year and kind of do a really big breakdown, a post-mortem on my content to work out what succeeded, what didn't do well, what, you know, what content should I be doing more of. And I then will just have some ticking over content for that few week period. It might be that I go and play some retro football manager and look at older games. It might be, but I do some hype videos around the next game, you know, talking about potential wonder kids or features that I'm most excited for, that kind of stuff. And that planning period often involves working out what does the next 12 months look like? And that doesn't always necessarily go to plan. So for example, this year, um, I knew I wanted to do a Newcastle series and I felt confident that I could make it last, you know, 50 plus episodes because I didn't think I'd be able to win everything right away. And so that's a bit longer than like a typical beta save. But the reason to do it like that was that I knew that last year's Park to Prem, FM21's Park to Prem, um, I started down in the Vanarama National North rather than waiting for a lower English division to be released. And the year before that, I'd done Tier 10, and people were really, really keen on Tier 10. They liked going, you know, below the normal playable leagues. So in my head, I was thinking, right, I want to do that again this year. You know, we've done a year where we started in the National North. Let's go further down again. So I knew in my head that that Tier 10 database wasn't going to be out on the full launch day, right? Yeah. Which is a bit of a gamble as a creator not to be launching a new series with the full release of the game. But that was a calculated gamble. I thought, let's just see if it works. The Newcastle series was still doing fine. And then I was basically just waiting, 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 hoping that a tier 10 database would come available at some point. Um, the way it actually ended up lining up was that I finished Newcastle just before Christmas and then Park to Prem started on the 1st of January. And for that Christmas period, I think it's the first Christmas in maybe, maybe five years, even when I was not doing content full time. It's the first Christmas in five years where I was not doing videos between Christmas and New Year. I had like a normal person's Christmas like period wow. off work because stuff had gone so well. Yeah. And then bec because that was always the plan, right? For the tier 10 days to come out, part to prem starts then. And so I knew I originally, I was going to do Jersey Bulls and I was going to add in Jersey as its own nation. And kind of Park to Prem was going to be a bit different. It was going to be a one club save, but also a building a nation. 
But for a combination of dynamic youth rating not being as exciting as I think most people thought it was going to be, and also the fact um, that, uh, well, there was just loads of database issues, basically. We're trying to make Jersey its own nation. Who would have thought? But like trying to add a new country <laughs> causes issues. Bizarre, that. It's almost like the game doesn't want you to do it. I just decided to cut my losses on that, and I had to adapt the plan, and I just did park to prem, started unemployed, started down in the ninth tier this time, and then moved clubs. And this year, I have plans for the series after park to prem. I'm not going to discuss them here because park to prem, I think, still has a few months left in it, realistically. Yeah. Um, but I know what I want to do with it. And that's, I suppose, the planning process. I don't, I'm not flying by the seat of my pants. You know, I'm not making it up as I go along. There is a planning process that happens. And essentially, I probably spend 20 plus hours just researching my content and figure out what I want to do for the year. And then I have that plan. If it has to change, it will do. But I do approach it very businessy. Like, it, I feel like I'm always making it not sound fun. But in a weird way, I find it quite fun, the planning. <laughs> The research, like marketing and like trying to understand what people want is one of my favorite things about doing videos, which might sound a bit weird because I feel like marketing is kind of considered this dirty, dark thing, right? Targeting audiences <laughs> and talking about people as numbers. But I think you have to be able to do that as a creator to kind of succeed. Well, as a full-time creator, it, it, it has to be on your mind, doesn't it? Because you're selling a product and if you can't sell that product then you're no longer a full-time creator or you can no longer be a full-time creator so i understand why you have to like look at it from that business side of it it's funny because you were there talking about all your content that you had planned for this year at no point did you mention the network game so how did the network game come about uh it was an idea that we'd floated kind of very passingly and I can't even remember who floated the idea initially. Like we talked about it, you know, for last year we talked about it, but it just didn't really feel like the time was right. It's challenging, right? Getting four people online at the same time mm. on a certain day of the week consistently. And so this was really the first year where we had four full-time content creators yeah. who could dedicate the time needed to it and that we knew could work, if that makes sense. Because Ultimately, when you're sat for four hours locked in a Discord call with people, you need to be able to bounce off those people. Like if you just got the best football manager players and put them in a network game together and said stream it, it probably wouldn't be that entertaining to watch like in the most polite way. Um, yeah, it kind of, I, I, I genuinely, I couldn't even tell you you had the initial idea. I think it was something that had always been in the back of people's minds and this year it kind of made sense to do it. And I think Ben maybe was the main instigator, but it kind of just grew from there. We started looking up what would it look like, who would we manage, and probably with less than a week and a half worth of planning, we had it all solved, had it all sorted, and away we went. And then you marketed it with, you ended up on the Athletic Podcast with Ian McIntosh. We did. I mean, that makes it sound like we went to Ian. Actually, Ian came to us and was like, we've, we've heard about this network game. Do you want to talk about it? So yeah, the four of us came on. We gave some details that hadn't been made public knowledge yet. Um, I then went back on actually at the end of our first season to chat more about it with Ian and how it had gone and a certain incident. Uh, <laughs> oh, it'll come in a second, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and... Yeah, I mean, it's really cool, right, to see people outside the football manager bubble kind of noticing these kind of projects. I think there's a world where a few years ago, like more traditional journalists probably would have scoffed 
the idea of video games being streamed. Obviously, it's slightly different with the Football Manager podcast. And Ian like, has known about what we've done. I've you know chatted with Ian on and off for years, really. But there definitely does seem to be that kind of mainstream breakthrough kind of happening with gaming. And I think the network game kind of shows a little bit of what that's capable of, like pulling people together, the the kind of wider culture that survive, that kind of, uh, that's what I'm looking for, it kind of surrounds the network game, I suppose, with the memes, with stuff that happens, the the, the forfeit tweets, um, all of that stuff is kind of what makes it what it is, I suppose. Well, you mentioned the memes. And there's a couple in my head, and we'll start with the first one, which is, I'd say, the lesser one of the two. Julian Brandt! Yeah! <laughs> Goal! I don't know what's happened, Z. I've got a bit carried away there. Apologies. I, okay, yeah, the Julian Brandt thing. I don't know where that came from. Do you ever have a moment where you shouted something and one of your friends kind of goes, where did that come from? You're like, I don't know, it just felt right. Just felt... <laughs> it's just one of those moments where, I don't know... The thing, I've had it compared to, I don't know if you've watched The Inbetweeners. Yeah. But where they're talking about uh, bus yeah. and uh, they basically go, Jay, where did that come from? I don't know, it just felt like the right thing to do. I'll be honest, as I saw Julian Brandt running through against Kev, I got very excited. I've been told I can't do accents and I really can't do accents, but I feel like, besides the fact that goal apparently isn't goal in German, apparently it's Tor. Yeah. I, I, as good an impression as you're ever going to get from me. And I, I can't do it again. But people have tried to ask me to do the, the yar on command. It came from the soldiers. <laughs> well, I watched it back again uh, like yesterday. And I was laughing so because you say to Zealand afterwards, you say, I have no idea where that came from, Z. I have no idea. It just it just happened. Got carried away <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> so 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 that's the first meme worthy thing. There was a certain resignation that happened, Jack. Yeah. What I wanna say is I think it's 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 admirable how you run with it. Um, I've and- had to, but I feel like if I didn't embrace it, it would, it would, it would. Great. People would do more in terms of tweeting at me if I let it get to me. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you show a reaction, people then hop on it. I think. So, so um, for those who don't, obviously, you were trying to sign on Bappe. Um, you went to a board meeting. You did everything that you okay. normally do. So the thing, the thing I'd compare to a bit of context. We're playing the network game. We've all been in that situation where you're just mashing through a team talk, right? And you click the wrong option. Yeah. Or you offer the wrong amount of money on a con. Like we've all misclicked in Football Manager. In network games, for people who don't know, basically you hit continue and it cues your continue. And when the last person hits continue, the game then progresses. And I'd already hit continue and I was bored. I was just baffing around. I thought, oh, Mbappe's available on a free at the end of the year because his contract runs down at the end of the first season. I asked the board to sign him. And then as I'm kind of asking the board... It becomes clear to me from what I could hear in my ears that whoever was the last person to hit continue is very almost ready to continue. So I think, crap, I need to get out this screen quickly. So I just click very, very quickly. Just yeah, any option, basically, to get out the boardroom scene. And if you've ever played Football Manager, you know you'll have the option to say, I'm really disappointed. I'm not sure I can continue with my job if you won't just to, like allow this request. And I clicked that option, which, you know, if it was a single player game, it probably would be less bad because you just go, oh, I'll just load up the last save game, case around, like it's obviously an accident. Yeah. You don't get that level of sympathy when you're in a call with three mates and there's 2,000 <laughs> people watching. Like, that just doesn't exist. There isn't a camaraderie there of the uh, of kindness. Uh, oh, no, no, I'm saying throw it. So I, I oh no, you, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were just thinking it. Like, I don't know if you'd be able to win that game even if you were trying to win. They're a good team. Chat, can we? I've just 
fucked up. I've just fucked up so badly. I don't want to talk about what I've just done. Obviously, I don't want to. I've just mashed button clicks whilst making a request for the board to sign Mbappe and resigned. What? I accidentally hit the resign button. I was trying to request the board sign Mbappe. What do you mean? I was just clicking without thinking. Just re-add yourself as a manager, surely. Oh my I'm god, such... you moron. You are a buffoon. I'm such you an idiot. Are a moron. <laughs> well, there was yeah. the whole resign the space, and then you've you've you, I mean you ran with it as well, didn't you? Because like you had like 45 on your stream titles, you had 45 days since I last resigned. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's an emo on my Twitch channel, which is my face after I've realized what I've done, which I will I will now do. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it now. People, speak. Uh, like uh, it the worst thing was after people were like, you obviously fake this. I'll be honest. If I'd realised that I could fake it and get really popular off it, I would have done it years ago. And the thing that's really telling in the original clip is how red in the face I go. Yeah. I was so embarrassed. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, it is my job to play football manager, everyone. Like, if you balls up, you think, well, at least I've got my day job. My day job is playing this game where I've clicked the wrong resign button. But my only real hope is that football manager, I'd love this. I don't think it'll ever happen. I'd love football manager to add in an achievement in game where you have to like threaten to resign and either the boards like get let you have your own way or like you know that that you basically have to back out and it has some kind of reference to me because I feel like it has become a little bit of a meme and that might sound a little bit egotistical but I just feel like Easter eggs like that their reference community event are just fun in video games in general where there's like the little real world nods and. I, I feel like it's what everyone knows me for now. So it's my only <laughs> hope of ever getting into Football Manager as a reference. Well, they tweet about it as well, don't they? Like they, they, they yeah. I was going to say the Football Manager admin has gone for me on a couple of occasions. There was like a tweet they did recently because Football Manager was free for a weekend. It's like, what tips would you give to a new player? And someone replied saying, "Don't resign at work the space." Thank you, thank you, whoever that was who tagged me. And then Football Manager go, that, "That is a good one." Also, into that effect, I mean, bloody hell, like. It's become quite well known, I feel like, to the point where now in my Twitter bio, I just have to have resigned once <laughs> because I feel like that is one of the things I'm known for. I'm no longer worth the space the the YouTuber who makes fantastic content. It's that geezer who resigned football manager because it's kind of hit that mainstream infamy, you know, with more casual football manager players. Well, it was funny because after that, I think you replied with friendly fire lads, which had me in stitches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were on the same side. Well... Let's talk about you and Football Manager, actually, because you were one of the, um, I think there were, was it four people? Was it five people? It was five people right at the start of the Football Manager cycle who were given um, alpha access to yes. the FM save. So it took two FM 22, and then you were able to make content. So that must have been quite nice, actually, to be trusted to do that, because I think other times you've been able to do it whilst at the offices, yeah, this yeah. So that was something that we that was something we missed out on actually the previous year. So for people who don't know, basically previously Football Manager have um, offered and indeed done basically paid for group of creators and just community members as well as the some researchers, people who write you know blogs and stuff, come down, get hands on with the game early. They're given some chance uh, to kind of chat with the developers about what's new with the game, get hands on with it, record a few videos and stuff. And obviously the pandemic came along. We couldn't do that the first year because there was remote working, obviously. It was, we were locked down in the UK. And then last year, SI still weren't working from their office. They were in the middle of moving offices, I think, as well. Um, but they basically said, look, we do want to do something here. We're going to give you access. It is super restricted in terms of what you can make content on, mm. but we'd like you to 
you know, go away and just make two videos for us. And to be honest, we were only given 48 hours to make the videos. It wasn't optimal video kind of scenario, but as you said, it's super grateful for that opportunity and really appreciative of it. And it is nice to be recognized, right, as being, I'd like to think, uh, a force for good in terms of a positive influence on the football manager community, someone who can be trusted to give their first thoughts on the game. And there's, there was certain stuff I was complimentary of and certain stuff I was critical of in those initial videos. Mm. Um, I like to think I'm kind of firm but fair with football manager my criticisms. Um, but no, like you said, it was really cool to be involved with. I'm hoping that we get to sit down and meet, you know, with the SI team because people who don't know, I used to work on football manager. I have friends who still work on the game now. And it is nice to be able to put faces to names yeah. and kind of just, I think people sometimes forget with video games in general, there are humans behind the game. You know, it's easy to think of just names behind a screen when you're cursing people or just, you know, screaming the game is rubbish or whatever your opinion is on something. And it, you know, it's quite humanizing. And equally, it's really nice just to sit down with a load of other creators in the same space and have a chat and be able to meet up with those people who are, you know, for all intents and purposes, kind of the closest thing you have, I suppose, to co-workers. Yeah. Well, speaking of co-workers, I think it's time we brought up the streamer showdown. <laughs> yeah. Still haven't won one. No, um, I was really hoping that would be different by the next time <laughs> I was here, but here we are. Still not happened. So, but, but, sad times. But you have got the record high points total in a league day of the streamer showdown. How does that feel? Uh, what you've not seen there is I've been shaking my fist going, yes, 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 I have. <laughs> um, I'd call that retribution. Is retribution the right word? I've redemption. Redemption's redemption, the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah. Because I think it was season five or season four of the first series of the streamer show on FM20. Mm. I got one point. Mm. And I was the butt of a lot of jokes for a long time. Pure meat, baby. And so to come back first, like streamer showdown of fm22 or second i can't remember it, it was, was the a, first was, one wasn't it it was, it was the, the, oh no hang on i can't remember. i think they're all a blur to me yeah, I, yeah. I i was partying hard the night after the, <laughs> the one i did well that's all i can say it's a everything after the second game is a blur but no um you know eight games that you play to win seven of them draw one and not lose any i mean it's pretty close to perfection i would have loved to have gone completely perfect but yeah, I mean, that that felt good because I, I feel like... <laughs> I was going to say people were no longer calling me Jackie One Point now, but that's just because they're calling me Resign <laughs> the Space instead. So we just moved from one to the other. You know, just as the internet was starting to get one thing, it didn't really matter the fact I redeemed myself in the showdown. Like, they still just remembered the, the, the resigning. Um, no, it, it did feel amazing. And it did, like, obviously, it's a shame that I've not gone further than the quarterfinals in my three appearances so far this year. Uh but it, it was it was a good Saturday night. Went out, pied, um, bit bit of redemption. I feel I feel like at, at the very least I've redeemed a little bit of my integrity, and I now kind of slightly know look like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, on the other end of that scale, though, you are no longer statistically the worst player on a Saturday because Dr. Benji, very nice of him, took your place. On Incredibly season kind. Three. Um, I, so that must be nice, actually. Now, because when anyone any say when anyone ever says, you know, you got one point, you're the worst. But no, 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 that's now Ben's title, and you've got the best yeah. point. So I'll happily, you know, be joint worst with him. But I will just remind people immediately that was two years ago, exactly. And I have, you know, set the record since. 
Um, I'm more annoyed about the fact that Tom FM didn't win the last game there to leave Ben on zero points because you literally can't do worse than that. And then people really would have got over my one point thing. And I mean, the Tom FM let baby us down. And the kebab. He did. He did let us down. He did let us down. I I am not going to be kind to him next time on I'm on a showdown with him, whenever that might be. Um, I, I've not really talked to him about it, but I am livid. <laughs> well, well, the good news about this is it will be released next week after the announcement, so they will already know. Oh, well, there we go. Well, you already know what's happening. <laughs> See you at the weekend, everyone, for the stream <laughs> yeah. show. And hopefully I've drafted a great team. Yeah, exactly. That. And of course you're going to win this one. And if Tom FM's in it, you're going to absolutely whoop him. Look, as we saw last showdown, anyone can win a showdown. I was going to say, it must be more frustrating that you are yet to win one, despite being in like 10, around 10. When Holly yeah. comes in now, one of your closest mates in the community, her first time, she comes <laughs> yes, in. You're not making it any better, dude. <laughs> and then she making... wins. You know, you, you both have the banter. You give her a cake, she gives you a t-shirt, or her friend gets you a t-shirt. Um, and, and, and then she ends up winning it. That must be quite frustrating for you. Uh, I'm shaking my head <laughs> and acting annoyed, but that is all bravado, really. Yeah. I, was, I was really, really happy that Holly won the showdown. Like, I... I st- like encountered Holly end of last year, like when she was just streaming Football Manager. I think she was even streaming Valorant at the time. And like we we're really, really good mates now. Like uh Hank we've met up a few times and just, you know, with a group of friends that like I kind of inducted her into. Yeah. Um and yeah, I was I was mad excited that she even got into the showdown in the first place. And whilst I am a little bit annoyed that she won a showdown, um I think the it almost made the Ben thing less sweet, actually. The fact he got one point, the fact she won it the next day. But I, I was really, really happy for her, he says through gritted teeth. Um, <laughs> let's hope that with the, the next one, she can be put in her place a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're the person to do that. Um, yeah, yeah that's just, um, just in relation to the stream shot, obviously you've been there since day one. Um, and you've seen it grow. I think since we last spoke, there's been plenty of new people. So like people like McKins... There's um, Sai Maggio. My, um, well, no, I was there the last time we spoke, but um, I've had a go at the showdown now. Um, you have, but, and you but, did amazingly. I, I thought I did okay. The outfit Considering the amazing. circumstances, <laughs> it was mad. But but then we've also got people like RDF, Holly, that have come through, Stinger as well. How do you feel like the, the landscape is? Because me personally, I feel like it feels really fresh. I do too, actually, yeah. I feel like the w- weird thing is, I think... This, this, it's continuing to show there are new people coming into Football Manager streaming. And we've seen people like Cy that you mentioned, Stinger, RDF, people who have really worked hard at streaming and they've got way better at it. Like, I'm blown away by the level of improvement. Like, the overall standard of streaming has got so much better. And I almost find that a little bit daunting as a creator. I don't mean to put, like, people weighing up trying to get started here. But it is really competitive. And that is exciting, right? Like, people being great pushes more people to be great and better. Um, And I just feel like the community is, like, in just a really, really healthy, great environment right now. And that, for me, is just exciting as someone who has seen the Football Magic community change radically over a a decade, basically, in terms of the video side of things. Uh. Yeah, it, it 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 makes me giddy. It makes me excited. It's just really cool to see, you know, continued progress. Well, there was something that you tweeted out once where you were finishing a stream, I think four or five years ago, looking for somebody to raid. You couldn't find anybody to raid. 
And now I think in the last, or in 2022, you're finishing a stream, you're looking for somebody to raid. And it was a late night and there were like 19 people you could have raided. I, think, I think the number was 19. It's it's mad progression, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I, I started streaming Football Manager at the end of FM13, beta of FM14. And I, I've always been a bit on and off with streaming. I've always considered myself a YouTuber who streams on the side, right? Like streaming... I think it's more of a commitment. I enjoy the process of editing a video, refining a video. I enjoy playing save games off camera. I feel like when you're streaming, you kind of have to constantly be playing, you know, whilst showing every step of the the process. And it's just mad. Like like you said, I was probably streaming eight years ago, and this is pre-raiding, but you'd kind of finish a stream, then go to the Football Manager section to see if there's someone you can just, like, do a manual raid over to, essentially, where, you know, you just spam their link and go, hey, go watch this person. Do you want to see some more stuff? And there just wouldn't be people. And now I look at it and it's like, oh my gosh, there, there's people that I don't know about. And there was a point in time at which I knew the who's who of everyone in the community, right? Football manager's grown so far beyond that. There was like a period when I first started where I remember maybe a month into doing content, I got added to a Skype group. That's how long ago we're talking. A Discord <laughs> didn't exist. We got added into a Skype group. And there was basically 12 people in there, I think around that. And those were the people who made Football Manager content now. Uh, uh, well, then. And now you look at it, and there's hundreds. I feel guilty when I don't recognize people who maybe raid me, or I'm looking for someone to raid, and I just don't know certain people. But that's still really cool at the same time that it's grown to a point now where I can't physically know everyone, where the community is so broad, there is a creator for everyone. Like, as an audience, you've kind of got a choice now like who you want to watch. And that, I suppose, to an extent, feeds into what we're talking about at the start of things, where for me as a longer-term person, the fact people still choose to come and watch me, despite the fact there is more content than ever, is like really kind of humbling and flattering, I suppose. And it, it just makes me excited to see the community go from strength to strength and you know where we'll be in like another five years. I think it also goes back to like right, right at the start where I, met, I mentioned the table. And we won't go into thrones and tables or anything <laughs> like that. But um, like you says, 10 years ago, you're probably one of the only people who was streaming or creating content, sorry, to more accurately, close to 10 years ago. But this is kind of like a knock-on effect from you. Like people have been inspired by you and then inspired by the people you inspired. So this is what I mean when I say it's the table that you built that we're now eating from. I mean, there um, were people that inspired me in the beginning as well. I feel like that's kind of the the cycle, right? Like yeah. it's like a, it's the circle of life on the internet as a creator um yeah, I, was gonna sorry, start, I, I, no, I was gonna start singing um the circle <laughs> hi uh, yeah, yeah is that is that the circle of life is that the one uh i'm gonna be honest your singing wasn't the best there so even if you <laughs> were singing it i probably wouldn't <laughs> know this sorry sorry mate oh sorry it's like i could be revealed as mr manager number nine Hans Zimmer would be proud <laughs> Hans Zimmer will be proud of your rendition i'm sure um no but yeah you're right that there is that but i feel like it's now got to a place now where it will never go back down it will only ever grow won't it um i think it'll only grow as long as football manager continues to get better and stay popular and i think actually the the beauty of football manager right versus like if i was a creator in a game like say apex legends or i try to think of non-yearly games here but games where they release and then you're basically relying on the game to continue to be popular forever, you know, for an indefinite period. There is always going to be a football manager. I'm pretty confident and I trust Sports Interactive to continue to make a game that I will enjoy and more and more people will embrace. Yeah. And I think 
people sometimes don't recognize the fact that often the health of a video game's community in terms of content creation is actually a representation of how healthy that game is as a product. Because if interest is in it less, if people aren't enjoying it, they're not going to watch content around it on top of playing it themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I agree. It will go from strength to strength as long as Football Magic continues to be good and continues to step forward. And for all the criticism that Football Magic gets, I think the fact that the community and stuff has grown with it, you see the playing numbers every year, that's a pretty good indication that the, the game is heading in a good direction that the majority of people enjoy. And uh, often, you know, it's the vocal uh, majority who will complain that the game isn't changing enough versus the sign-up minority who just watch their YouTube videos, play their own save games in their own time and just kind of enjoy the game without kicking and screaming. So where do you see the future of Football Manager? Oh, that's a great question, Diz. Um, the obvious answer is to say online. And I think that's what a lot of different creators would say, you know, like online draft mode. But I don't I don't know if that's for sure where it's going. I think longer term, maybe it will do. But I think the issue for football... So the issue, it's not really a problem. Football Magic has always been a single player experience. That is what the core of the game is. And so the vast majority of people who play Football Manager are playing for the single player experience. And so if you want to branch out the multiplayer massively, you need a new audience that want to play the multiplayer more to justify that investment that has to go into it. But it's a bit of a chicken and the egg, right? Where it's like, do you invest loads into the multiplayer components of things when you know the majority of people only interact with a single player product? Is pulling resources off the single player to make the multiplayer better just going to piss off the majority of people who just want more of the same? And I think the interesting thing is obviously Football Manager is now on Xbox. There's the Xbox edition of the game. My understanding is um, that Football Manager on Xbox sees a massive amount of people play multiplayer because on a video games console, that is the norm, right? You get an Xbox, you play with your friends, you get a PlayStation. Unless you're, you know, if there's the opportunity to play multiplayer in a game, that tends to be the main component of that game. Mm. And so I'd like to think that that, new audience coming in for the xbox edition which i imagine is probably a slightly younger audience of people who maybe haven't played football manager on pc because they've not had a pc to play on they have a console they get introduced to the game and they become that new audience that want the multiplayer to get better now the question was obviously what do i think the football manager future is i think if the game continues to release on xbox We see a world where the 3D gets better because more and more people are playing on console where it's kind of a standardized specification. Because obviously the issue is, ignoring the Xbox version, 80% of the people who play Football Manager play on crappy laptops that don't have a graphics card that can run 3D smoothly at the highest settings as it is. And so you're never going to see a massive investment into the 3D for 20% of people who play on a gaming PC with like a, you know, RTX 30 series graphics card. Mm. But... If suddenly Football Manager on Xbox is selling 400,000 units a year, and that is, I don't, I'm just pulling a number out here, but say that's 25% of your audience on top of the 20% on PC, mm. suddenly that investment into the, the graphical fidelity takes over. And whilst there are restrictions regarding the graphical fidelity in terms of players' likeness, licensing, you know, how close stuff can look to real life, I do. <sighs> I want to believe there's a world where the 3D does take a big step forward because besides the stadium kind of change maybe five, six years ago, it's kind of just been lots of iterative improvements, slight lighting tweaks, the odd new model here and there. But the reality is 
We've been staring at the same burger vans dugouts yeah. um, for like five years. So the future of Football Manager for me, and this might sound weird, it kind of hinges on the Xbox version of the game and how that does over the next few years. Uh, I would like to think that we'll see um, less completely new features and more improvements on what already exists. And I think the game has maybe got a little bit, I don't want to say too easy, but people are becoming familiar enough with the game now that it is just easier for them. Mm. And so I think rather than making the game a deeper game with more and more features that the majority of people don't interact with, I would much rather see more settings when you set up a save game that add more depth to the different ways you can play Football Manager. So maybe that is an Iron Man mode where you can't save scum and certain stuff is just hidden from you. Maybe you just can't see player attributes and you just have to trust your scout reports yeah. and your coach reports and they're slightly more fleshed out to compensate for the lack of attributes. Maybe it's something where the, the scouting has like an option where basically you can no longer scout a 15-year-old in Chile and find out they're injury prone after looking at them for two weeks despite the fact they've no lo- they've not had a serious injury in their entire career. Hmm. Um, I think the risk that Football Manager runs into is if they just keep adding more and more features, the game just becomes less fun. Like it becomes more of a chore, like having way more stuff to do. So rather than adding more stuff for people to do, giving people more options to interact with the stuff that already exists in the game, to me feels like the logical progression. Like besides attribute masking and the, I suppose the leagues you have loaded, there's not that many ways to alter how you play the game. And obviously there are people who will add in their own little restrictions, right? When they play Football Manager, you see that all the time. Yeah. Kind of preset scenarios where people holiday forward and then take over the team who are bottom at Christmas. I feel like adding some of that stuff into the game in a more official capacity, enhancing the single-player experience without adding in a load of bloat which people don't want to interact with. Like with the utmost respect, I don't really use like the new staff meetings or the recruitment meetings. I just find them kind of annoying. Yeah. Because I, I think for newer players, they maybe do help. But for me as a more experienced player, like... I don't really see, I don't find myself using them as much as I thought I would earlier on in the year because they just feel like a chore to do. And yeah, I feel like I've gone on a really long ramble here, no. but I hope, that, I hope there's some nuggets in here. But basically, I feel like the future of Football Manager is more variety in how you play the game. That might be a difficulty slider. Now, is that an arbitrary thing where the AI is more adaptive or the AI is just somehow tweaked to be more difficult? I don't know. I'm glad that it's not my job to figure that stuff out. But. I just I feel like there is a lot of potential in giving people options as to how they play Football Manager with what already exists, rather than just adding in more for the sake of needing something new and shiny on the box. It's almost like you know how in draft mode now you've got the um, additional layer where you can set some more options in relation to exactly, what you want in that draft. and that enhances draft mode so much, right? Yeah, and I feel like obviously it's very different for the single player experience, and I've not overly thought about it, so I can just give you a load of examples now but that's one area of the game that's improved the other would be the commercial side of football manager in terms of the commercial side in game like besides the reputation stars of your club season ticket sales and then shirt sales that you see like the top five selling shirts i feel like when you progress as a club you don't really feel like the commercial side of things changes all that much obviously if you scout like a player in china or japan sometimes it will say this player will bring an increase in merch revenue and that kind of stuff I'd like to see that taken to a new level. Like in the last 10 years, none of the kind of financial stuff in football managers really changed. 
Whereas you look at the individual value that players bring to clubs when they do a transfer, the brand value that a player has, the age of social media and influencing. Like if you if you signed Ronaldo for Manchester United, like what happened in real life, it would not feel like the same big deal in your football manager save game as it did in real life when it happened, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I just think... That, again, that's not really adding more admin and stuff to do. It's more about fleshing out what's already there in Football Manager and enhancing the little Football Manager bubble universe that you live in. Um, yeah, I think that's something that could definitely be hopefully improved. Uh, at least if I have my way. I realise people listening probably have their own ideas for stuff they'd want to see changed and added in Football Manager. I, I just feel like refining what's already there, making it more polished make the multiplayer well make the make the multiplayer as good as it you can justify making it i mean i there's a few years ago where i would have said make a ultimate team style mode or like a perfect team if people yeah. don't know out of the park baseball which is basically football manager of baseball i think the team who made that game actually at one point were employed by sports interactive or worked with sports interactive they basically have in the baseball version of football manager out of the park they have a, a mode called perfect team which is essentially ultimate team, but the management version. And I think a few years ago, there would have been part of me that wanted that. I don't think there probably is still a demand for that. And FM Online, like the old Korean game that SI had, um, that they then took to China and eventually binned off, kind of had a load of really cool multiplayer features, like an ELO rating, um, monthly lead, well, like fortnightly leaderboards that reset like a ranked system. You could like go back and watch other managers' games and see what they did, like to learn more about the game. Like there's some really cool multiplayer components there that I could see coming to the game, but kind of feel like that ship might have sailed a little bit in terms of that kind of thing ever coming to Football Manager. I feel like if it was going to happen, it probably already would have by now, I suppose. I t- I tell you what I could see, and I'd love this. So if anyone from Sports Interact is watching, you're probably thinking, crap, he's had the idea that we're going to have. Um, football Manager FC. You have to use it to play versus mode. It's like a Football Manager account for people who haven't seen it. It's like a newsletter. That's what it started out as. You don't have to sign in using your FMFC account to play um, versus mode, which obviously got added halfway through the year. Yeah. What I'd really like to see is that account system taken to a new level where there are achievements you have a football manager FC profile that is your club. And by I'm saying club here because it's not a literal club in football manager. It's like something that someone can look at and see how you play football manager, the different save games you've had, the achievements you've done that year. Maybe there's some way you can tie it in where you have a ranking associated with your online play to that account. It becomes a thing that you can build up. Um, and that is somehow integrated into the game kind of a, a, and the same way you get like PlayStation trophies and different achievements and stuff. And I'm sure there's a way that that could all bleed into a bigger online ecosystem for Football Manager where, you know, people who play Football Manager can basically link up, find people to play with, be that draft made through FMFC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I would not be surprised if that's a thing that we see in the future. Well, fingers crossed because I like that idea. I, um, I like multiplayer stuff. I, to be clear, I want multiplayer stuff to be improved. I just don't think that's necessarily the future of Football Manager. In terms of how SI see it, well, that's because like when you associate football manager, you associate it with, oh, I've got a few hours free, let me get my laptop on and let me play the game. It's not necessarily like you said the online part, although the online part is great, and it could be better, and and it will be better. I have no doubt in the future. 
it's not necessarily a case of oh let me text somebody and see whether they're free to play like for an hour because an hour in the grand scheme of things doesn't progress you a lot if you're no. playing the game I, to I, I, I feel like the single player experience of football manager just isn't a very good multiplayer experience like the foundation of it in terms of a football management game in the traditional network game sense doesn't really work. To be clear, I'm sure there are some people, a bit like you said, who do log on Xbox Live, see their friend playing FIFA and go, hey, do you want to play our football manager network game this evening for a few evenings? You know, you sit on the sofa and play it and there is a more casual experience that can exist there. Mm. Um, but is that the future of football manager? Mm. I don't know. I don't, in a weird way, I don't think football manager, like, I'm sure football manager have a rough idea of what the future of football manager is, but I'm sure they have these same questions and they are being reactive to what they are seeing in the kind of wider gaming sphere in terms of how people interact with, like, the Xbox version. I'm sure there was part of them that thought Stadia might be the future, right? Remember the Stadia version of football manager? And now Google Stadia just is a a bit of a meme. People don't really talk about it. Um, I don't think any of future football managers after the first one released on Stadia. I don't know anyone who has a Stadia subscription or bought Stadia. I think it's just dead. Um, and I think the fact football manager even tried that, right, with relatively untested technology shows that they are open to new ideas as they come and pivoting quickly because I don't think that's a, you know, the decision to make something for Stadia probably wasn't something that was made five years in advanced. Yeah. Well, Let's bring it back to your content now. And and it's uh, I've only got a couple more questions. But one of the things I've noticed is, out of the big four, <laughs> this is what I'm calling you guys now, the big four, you, Kev, um, Ben, and Zealand, you're the only one that hasn't got a second channel, like a Clips channel or anything like that. Is that by design or is that just something you haven't got round to? Um, I, I am unconvinced that Clips are the future of Football Manager. Mm. I think... Fo- Clips and YouTube Shorts and TikToks, they work great on a phone resolution. Uh, like, you know, where you're watching a video, sat, whatever. You don't have to flip your phone. You know, you absorb it in 30 seconds. Besides Twitch highlights, which are maybe recropped quite radically, I don't see a way you can take Football Manager running at 1920 by 1080 and make it work as a short because of what Football Manager is and the kind of content it is. Um, obviously, I know people do clips channels where it is not, you know, just a regular aspect ratio. But the reality is, is that those videos are so short, you can't really monetize them either. Like they don't, you know, you don't get that many ads on them. You may get an ad at the start, an ad at the end. Are people willing to watch an ad for a 30 second clip? I don't think that many people are. I, you know, I could be way off on this. You could argue that I'm taking an unnecessary gamble by not doing anything in this space. And I am actually in talks at the moment about maybe trialing some short stuff on a second channel. Mm. But the reality is, is I think for me personally, it just doesn't really make sense as a business decision. And, and maybe I'm naive in this. I think I am fortunate in that if it did start to take off, if it did start to get really popular and become pivotal, because I already have an initial foothold and an initial audience, I could implement that really relatively quickly and be successful with it. And maybe that's like naive and bravado. And it's certainly not advice I'd give to a new creator to sit back and watch a space. If you think, if you believe in it and think it can do well. But for me personally, I kind of look at it and I just, I don't think that's the future of content. And you could argue well, by not doing it, you're not taking a risk. Maybe I am, but I'd like to think it's, a calculated risk, I suppose. 
But I think that goes back to the benefit of the hard work that you put in over the last nine years, that if it did suddenly blow up in the football manager space, you could enter at a later stage and gain a larger audience in a, in a short amount of time. I think that's that's part of the benefit of being or the work that you've already put in beforehand. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Some would say that's the benefit of being first into the space. Some people would argue that because I've been doing content long, like the longest, that's one of the reasons why I'm as successful as I am. No. And I think it goes back to the point I made earlier about how many people who were making content when I started are still making content now. I like to think I was a little bit ahead of my time. Yeah. Um, I came so. from a background where I did video editing. I knew everything that I needed to know to hit the ground running. I had a tolerable voice. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm lucky to be in this position and I might be way off the mark. Um, I know, you know, to editing stream content is becoming something that people are starting to do more and more of. Um, for me personally, I don't see myself going down that route. Like I said earlier, I kind of consider myself a YouTuber who streams on the side. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I I could be wrong. It is a conscious decision. It'd be naive not to think about it, you know, like and just consider it and weigh it up. But kind of from a business point of view, the cost associated with getting an employee, because that's essentially what it would be, right, to be able to edit stream stuff and shorts. Like, I need another me, mm. essentially. I don't think the cost that I'd have to put into that is, is very likely to, you know, be beneficial and equally i think there is a big mentality shift you have to have as soon as you have someone who is relying on a paycheck from you you have a degree of responsibility for that person right when you're paying them a salary mm. and i i don't want to say i don't feel comfortable with it but i just don't feel like i'm in a position where that needs to that that needs to be necessary i suppose I kind of like the fact that I have control over everything that I do and that there isn't more cogs in the system in terms of people have to discuss stuff too. You know, I've worked in that environment with my old job in games where you're kind of collaboratively working on stuff and it can slow stuff down a lot of the time. Like just because you double your workforce doesn't mean twice the amount of work gets done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have thought about it. Never say never. It might be trialed for a few weeks, but I don't think... I think shorts could be the future of video content in certain spheres. I don't think that sphere is football manager content just because of how the game is. Well, and that's fair enough. And speaking about the future then, what does the future hold for Jack Work the Space? Uh, hopefully many more years of just doing what I'm doing, just having a good time, spreading a little bit of joy. Um I like I like to think that people watch my videos and just enjoy me. I think I like to think I'm quite likable and relatable. Sometimes annoying, definitely sometimes <laughs> annoying. But I'd like to think that kind of I the future of me is just doing more stuff and hopefully more and more people discovering the content, enjoying it, and sticking around so that I can do it for many more years to come. Um, like I said earlier, like the future doesn't scare me. I I just find it exciting and. I think I'm fortunate to be in a position where I don't really need to revolutionize my content right now. Like what I'm doing is being successful. It'd be a very different kind of conversation we were having if it wasn't going well or if I felt like I was in a rut. But I feel like from a content creation standpoint, I'm in like the best position I've been ever in terms of how it's going on YouTube, especially. 
and I'm just enjoying the ride, I suppose, for what it is at the moment. Well, Jack, as one of your many, many fans, I'm really enjoying the ride as well. I love the fact that I get to speak to you. I think you're great. I think you're funny and you're a really nice person, one of the nicest people in the community. So just really happy where you are hearing um, you out. And I'm really glad that you were the first guest on the new season of the Scouting Centre. Thank you, Vamiara. I know it's been a few months kind of getting this to happen to be sat down but i'm glad that you're back making content i'm excited to see all the upcoming episodes as they drop oh dude you're a legend thank you so much um and that's it viewers um i hope you enjoyed this episode please leave a like on it subscribe to the channel if you're on spotify give that five star review um that would mean the world to me um and yeah let me know who you want on future episodes leave it in the comments below and i'll see you on the next one take care bye bye